Hey everyone, welcome to episode 35 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. It's an unusual Wednesday studio day and Thursday in your earbud feed uh, due to some scheduling conflicts because all of the talent was, well, they were in town, but they just weren't anywhere. Talent? <laughs> the <That's> talent. <laughs> being very gracious. Ah, uh, and welcome to the show, uh, Greg Creek. Uh, well, let's see. You've been here before, right? I've done one. one. Yeah, VBS. So the VBS episode. So I believe that was episode eight, I believe. So if you want to go back and check that out, go ahead and do that. That was a good episode. We, we had a good time. Uh, so here we are. Again, one day behind, but as always, just we're going to extend the invitation to check out the previous week's podcast. It was Generosity Follow-Through, where we decided that when you feel prompted to be generous, think it through, consider how you can be generous without suffering, and make a decision and finish what you started. Bring your gift of generosity completion because God loves a cheerful and generous giver. If you missed that message by Andy, I would encourage you to do that. You can do that at hospitalchurch.org. Click on the sermons and then the archives underneath of it, and you can go back and listen to it. So uh, again, with a little bit of a scheduling change as um, this will be the new norm, we're going to jump right into what we talked about this week. And Greg is here because Greg was one of those, uh, along with Andy and a bunch of people that gave some really cool testimonies about uh, about serving. And so it's just the two of us here. So this is going to be a, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a once a month, 12-week series called From the Heart, uh, kind of with my understanding, a message of engagement and being counter-cultural counter and the tireless pursuit of life of service. How does that sound? For week for the first one, yes. 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 Yeah. But so from the, heart, from the Heart is our series that we've started. So we're doing, we're doing one a month uh, for the next 12 months. Okay. And it's really just a series of, of messages. It's, it's, it's 12 things that are just really on the hearts of the pastoral staff here and some things that we've you know, been wrestling with. We've been recognizing uh, the need for service in our community. You know, We've been recognizing the need for... Uh, relational engagement, which is going to be our our next one um, that comes up. So, so yeah, there are twelve things from our heart. And this week, this last week, we talked about service. Excellent. So yeah, they they actually passed out. I think there'll probably be more of these cards uh, in the coming weeks. They'll be out there in the lobby probably. Uh, they have a nice logo from the heart, and it goes through what all twelve of those. And there's some pretty cool stuff coming up in the uh, in the ones to come. Yeah, yeah, we, um, you know, like I said, it's just some stuff that we've really been um, wrestling with and trying to figure out, um, you know, how do we, you know, in a world that um, maybe wrestles with some of these things or maybe has questions about some of that, you know, we wanted to take the time to, to speak to it. So excellent. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that, I mean, this whole like this week, this this life of service and the serving allows us to find God or maybe finding ourselves and who we really are and who we were meant to be. I mean, those are questions that you always hear. You know, who am I? What what, what did God put me here for? What what what's the meaning of life? Right? Those kinds of questions. Yeah. And those are difficult to answer. Uh, but maybe this simple solution, at least in this week's, is service. Right. Well, it is. That is the answer. All you need to do is serve. <laughs> and that's <laughs> so that wraps up our time today. Uh, thanks right. for yeah, thanks for joining thanks us. For tuning in, <laughs> we man, we got about uh, we got about fifteen <laughs> minutes left to go, but you know that's good. Uh, the first thing that that stuck out to me, and this was um, we actually watched online this week. I wasn't actually here, but the first thing that stuck out was the research that you shared from Diana Garland mm. in the book Inside Out Families. And the research, I mean, it it just it it really hit hard. 
um, it tracked how many families engage, that their engagement in service manifested that in, in other areas of their lives. And from the 7,000 people they interviewed, they found that families who serve together also pray, read their Bibles, attend worship services, share their faith with others, promote justice, and give more financially than those not serving. And you said her conclusion was that serving is the most significant and powerful contributor to faith for teenage and adult Christians. So this is everybody. Dude, it, yeah. And, it, and it's one of the, that's one of the reasons why, going back to the series, we wrestled with you know, we wanted this to be like a family. Initially, our thought was, let's do like a family ministry, you know, series, maybe a three-week series or something like that. Um, and then we just realized that like this this concept of service that was a big part of the D6 conference that, that Andy and I went to two years ago um, that I referenced, you know, in the messages last week, um, you know, service was a huge part of that. And we just realized that like it, it's so much more than that because it's not just it's not just kids going out and doing it. It's when families are doing it together. It just makes a huge difference in their in their faith journey, in their you know their spiritual walk as individuals and and as a family. So well, well, I, I first read that in Youth Worker Journal. I came across that that uh, research, that research? In, in Youth Worker Journal, and it just blew me away. Like I just could not believe. Like wow, that's crazy. I mean, it really was. I wasn't expecting. I mean, usually you hear you know some anecdotal evidence that well, if you do a a plus b equals c, but this was just. I mean, this one was right in your face. That wow. I mean, if if all those things are true, and when you read that list of what those people do more so than those that don't serve, it almost makes perfect sense to go and serve. Right? <laughs> it's like I want to be a part of that team, but immediately then you go to well, life is busy, right? Mm-hmm. And serve can be relegated pretty easily to what we discussed last week on our projects list, <laughs> right? I'm going to serve at some time. Um, so does serving come with the same requirement as giving, like being cheerful, or is this the curmudgeonly challenged, if I must, fine, I'll serve. But is this as long as we actually serve? Does God love a cheerful server? Well, I think what came out from that was what some of the students shared and – they all spoke to, you know, some of them were there, what the, the primary motivating factor for some of them. And they were very honest about it. And I appreciated their honesty. I told yeah. them, hey, I'm not, I don't want to, to put any words in your mouth. So just tell me, <laughs> you know, answer these questions <laughs> honestly. Yeah. And, and a, a motivating factor was community service, service hours, hours, right? Yeah, that I was mean, the they, first, uh, what was her name? Angelica Ange- was yeah. part of it. But I mean, Luke mentioned it. Amber mentioned it. Um, yeah. And and so they need those hours. You know, if you're a Bright Futures, you know, scholarship uh, hopeful, then you need 100 hours of community service. Uh, and a lot of schools actually required as well, in addition to just the scholarship itself. And so they all spoke to it. But then what they also wrapped up with was, you know, it was, why did you initially get involved and why did you stay involved? And what they yeah. found was just in just an extraordinary number of reasons to continue to be involved. And, and they still are. You know, I mean, Angelica is is in this for the long haul with her clothing boutique, and Luke has continued to be a part of service camp for years and years, and Amber has been doing – I mean, she did Operation Christmas Child. Like, I, I think she started it for a project, but she's continued to do it for the last four years, Yeah, like, on her own. Like, this is not something that the, the church staff calls and says, hey, you know, you did this last, last year, year. <laughs> we'd like to do it again. Yeah. She's contacting us and you. saying, hey – you know, we want to start doing it here. She's laying out the timelines for us, making sure she can get a table in the lobby at you know these yeah. certain weeks to prepare. So, I mean, that's just awesome, and I think it speaks to yeah, okay, maybe 
you know, maybe I'm not out there for for the best reasons, but I think it changes you. I think you know. So let's not let's not sweat like the details on how we get into yeah, it. Yeah, you right? know, let's 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 just know, do it. Let's not beat ourselves up about our motivating factors. <laughs> yeah, because eventually, like you said, they they they've come to the realization that man, this is less about me. That I mean, the residual effects come to me, but essentially, when you see, I mean, I keep I heard through each of those stories when you see kids' lives being changed or mm-hmm. the people that you're working with, you see their lives being impacted, and that they see God. Well, then all of a sudden, that's the motivating factor, and oh yeah, motivating factor, and oh yeah. By the way, after that, I kind of figured out that I kind of like it too, and then I'm blessed by it. <laughs> so I heard that in each one of those, and that was that was pretty awesome. But the other thing I wanted to uh, think about was, um. We've heard a lot about alternative facts here in the news lately. Okay, and we're not going to get politi- no, Uh-oh. not going to not going to get political on you. But did you are you doing some purpose? The way for Andy and Jeff to leave? Yeah, and then I'm going to dump it all in. Spring this on me. Let's <laughs> spring it on you. But it made me think about that if we're not about service individually, like we heard from the from the the the, the uh, young people uh, this past week, or and as a church. Can we, by definition, really call ourselves Christians or even followers of Christ, or are we simply living out and portraying ourselves as alternative facts? Because if we don't serve, I mean, is there a way to separate those two? Can I be a Christian and not serve? Ooh, Andy usually comes up back really quick, Greg. I, I don't know. Man, well, you know, I'm not as smart as Andy, so I need some time to think. Uh, yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I think at some point it has to be at the heart of what we do, right? I mean, when when you when you look at the Old Testament, I mean, the concept of justice, you know, service being um, helping those in need, yeah, was a huge part of the Old Testament. I mean, widows and orphans had no, they had no voice in their society, right? And God was very clear about the need for the community to take care of them, and and when you go through the New Testament, you know, I mean, the uh, the uh, parable of the the Good Samaritan. You know, at the end of it, the lawyer asks, okay, well, who's my neighbor, right? Like, yeah. who, who is it exactly that I have to help, right. you know? And 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 Jesus just kind of like basically anybody, like anybody that you see in need is, is really the conclusion that, that the lawyer ends up drawing from that. And so I think when you, when you look at the ministry of Christ and you look through a lot of his uh, commands, I mean, you know— Okay, so you're 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 making us go political. I'm going to go political in like the Adventist realm. You know, we love Matthew 24. You know, the, yeah. the time of the end. We love to 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 preach all kinds of sermons about that and exegete that passage and and look through it. But then when you hit Matthew 25, you know, you don't hear a lot of sermons about the parable of the sheep and the goats. <laughs> right. And and the sheep are the ones <laughs> who are feeding the hungry and giving water to the thirsty, giving clothes to the naked. And and the goats are the ones who weren't during, doing those things. And the ones that are invited into the kingdom are the sheep, the ones who are, you know, feeding the hungry, giving water to the thirsty, going th- taking care of these immediate needs that people had. And I, I just don't know how you, can, how you can go through the Old and New Testament and not come away with the idea that God is incredibly interested in us, being very invested in our community and the people in our community that have needs. That needs, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, it's kind of building off where we, uh, on the last uh, point, it, you know, it's okay to small and work into, you know, where's your calling and where do you fit in? Rome wasn't built in a day and, you know, we're not likely going to go from being idle with no plan to service warrior overnight. And, but it needs to be a part of what we're up to and we're, and it is what we're, what, what we're doing and what our plans are here at the hospital church. 
But if inactivity is our current service mode or model that we're using currently, personally, um, I think getting started is the hardest part. And if you couple that with, uh, oh my gosh, well, what do I do? When do I do it? Where do I do it? Who do I do it with? Is there, I can see need, but gosh, it doesn't look like that's very safe. And I have a family and I have kids. And, you know, where does, what resources are available here at the church that can help people find a service opportunity? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And, and you, and it's a, it's an incredible struggle. I mean, our pace of life, you know, and I talked about it in, in my homily, you know, in my, my message, it's, it's doesn't, it's not conducive to, to service yeah. because we have way too much to do. And so I think a big part of it comes down to, you know, prioritizing, just, you know, how, how much of a yeah. priority are, are you going to make it? And, um, and, and so I think that really, before you find really anywhere or anything to do, you, I think it's important to say how much time do you want to commit to it? You know, do you just want to say, I'm going to do an hour a week or, you know, two hours a week. And then, you know, cause that'll kind of influence where you're going to go. Sure. Um, you know, Second Harvest Food Bank is a is a great place to it's volunteer. It's an amazing place. But it's a three-hour commitment that you make you yeah. know, to go do like a, a shift from 8.30 to 11.30 or, you know, 1 to 4. Um, Christian Service Center. Yeah, Christian Service Center is another one. But, you know, Christian Service Center has, depending on what you do, a little bit of flexibility. If you want to go serve lunch, it's right. more of a 90-minute a commitment. If you want to do something else, maybe more. Or there may be something you could do on a, you know, 30-minute basis. Um, so we do have some resources at the church and Chrissia – uh, Capellus Evans, who's on our staff now uh, through a grant, has been doing an incredible job of of really helping us continue to get plugged in uh, to the community. And and that's amazing. I would, uh, you know, if you're if you're interested in getting plugged in, send her an email, Krizia at hospitalchurch dot org. That's K R I Z I A. I was just going to say, could you spell that, <laughs> yeah, please? K R I Z I A, Krizia, <laughs> and she can get you plugged in. I mean, we have uh, a lot of relationships with different organizations in the community. Um, that, that we can go serve and, and her and myself, you know, we have a pretty good handle on, you know, if you're interested in a certain thing, yeah. you know, we can kind of point you in the direction and at least give you an idea of, of maybe, um, what you would, you know, what you would be doing or what some of the opportunities, opportunities are, but that, that can be tough. You know, I've, I've heard from a lot of people who have struggled with, you know, even finding a place to do it because a place like second harvest, for example, um, it's a little easier as an individual, but if you want to go as a group of six, eight, 10, 12, 20, you know, 40 people, yeah, it's tough to get in there. I mean, I'm, I'm having to schedule months out, um, you know, to be able to, to make sure that during the summer when we go for service camp, I can get the kids there. And so there are some organizations that have a lot of need and a lot of volunteers and, and there's some other organizations that have a lot of need and maybe not as many volunteers. So. Yeah. Well, I also know that I, I actually talked to Jeff before we came into tape today. And on the on the new uh, Florida Hospital Church mobile app, there is on the FHC tab, it's the first one, there is a new tab at the bottom that says serve. Currently, it does not have a graphic and currently there's nothing <laughs> inside of it. But that is going to change next week. Yeah. Um, we're going to be meeting – I know we're going to be meeting with Chrysia and I'm sure staff – to find out what service opportunities that are outside our walls, ones that are inside our walls. So sometimes it might be even just saying, you know what, I'm willing to be um, a deacon, you know, once a month, twice a month, something that serves your community at church. Maybe that's a safe place to start where you know people, uh, you kind of know what the expectation is going to be, you know what the hours are going to be. And then maybe as you start building community there and you find other people that are serving, even here, maybe you find another place outside, but there will be opportunities there for us as well uh, to start putting those out. So you, all you'll have to do is go no further than the church app for who to contact and how to find those opportunities. 
So I want to ask you a question. Yeah. You're the one asking the questions. I want to ask a question. So I had someone ask me, yeah. you know, I noticed that you use all high school students for the interviews on Saturday. Yeah. And was that, you know, and they were a little worried that like, you know, are we sending the message that like service is only like thing for young people or was there something else? Was there, were, were you trying to suggest something else? And I was like, what is that something else? And they were, and you know, they kind of, they kind of didn't want to say, you know, um, that I was like maybe trying to like make a point by only having young people up there mm. as kind of a, Hey, what are the, what are the rest of y'all doing? And I'm just wondering how did that come across? Cause I hadn't really thought about that. Well, I, I, personally, I took it as I like to see as a church, I like to see that the young people are involved and not just in programs like, Hey, we have a, you know, we have a children's choir, we got a bell choir or we have a, um, you know, there are deacons or this or that within the church. I like to see, I thought it was great because I thought it was a diverse group of young people and the, and the, the ministries that they were talking about and how they engaged and how it impacted them, because that's the future. Those are the people that are following us. And I'm already assuming that maybe a lot of us, are in up are using our opportunities more as adults and we're maximizing. Maybe that's a bad assumption. I don't really know one way or the, you know, for sure. Um, you know, personally we try as a family to, you know, do as much as we can within all those time constraints and everything that we've oh, yeah. already discussed. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it because I, I just enjoyed seeing that age group of people younger than myself by a pretty far margin, uh, to see them engaged and to see their love of God come through, not maybe all being comfortable up on the stage, but the comfort of their story, they were comfortable telling their stories. And that's yeah. the part that was, um, was really good. So as we start to wrap everything up, the last of our FHC takeaways, which are available every single week in the house and online, um, there's a bunch of questions to facilitate conversations. And the last one this week asked the questions, Asked the uh, made the point because I want to grow in grace and be more like Jesus this week. I will serve others by dot, 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 fill in the blank. So I would love to hear what you did this past week after listening to Greg and Andy uh, and the young people give their testimony in this in this message and what uh, what you did this week to put that service into action or if you are making plans to put that service into action would love to know what those are so we could pass those along you can let us know by text email within the Fordal hospital church mobile app if you have not downloaded it go to the google play store or the apple app store and type in hospital church do not forget the church or it will bring you to a different fhc app that is not ours and you'll be confused so uh, I would love to share those. So as we wrap it up, I wanted to leave with a portion of Andy's closing, which said, Jesus invites all of his followers to come and die to self and live for others. Paul's words are for all followers when he said, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. So those are good words that we can live by and start thinking about how we can engage in service within our church community and again, and outside of that as well. So again, send us those uh, service uh, ideas and or opportunities you took uh, advantage of in the last five days. You can listen to any of our archived uh, podcasts by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. Uh, on the mobile app, you can listen to the most recent episode. Anything else, you have to go actually to the hospitalchurch.org podcast or um, you can order in iTunes as well. And if you want to join outside of that, you can text us at 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org for the emailers. And so uh, we invite you every week at 930 or 12 to join us in line or by going to our website, hospitalchurch.org. Click the sermons and then watch live link underneath and you can uh, join us each week in 
in person one way virtually or in person or in Virtually or in yes. person. That's easy for me to say. So this next week, Jeff is – we're going to be doing the last week of the Generous Life series with Jeff Sincomani. So that will be oh. upcoming this week. So oh, yeah. I didn't know he was preaching. He sure is. That's why he's not here I think because he's preparing for, <laughs> for that. So until next week and episode 36, thank you, Greg, for joining us. This is Andy for everybody else and Tom saying thank you for joining us and we will see you then. Actually, you're, you're Randy. I'm Randy. I thought you said Andy. Could have been Andy. Okay. Randy. Greg. See you next time. Randy, Greg, and Tom. <laughs> <laughs>